Look, I realize it's hard to believe, it's hard to accept, but the fact of the matter is, the ugly fact of the matter is, America, the United States of America, and her cronies in the European Union are supporting, yeah, supporting murderous Palestinian terrorism against Israeli Jews. It's right. It's right. I know. It's hard. It's hard. But it's true. They're doing it directly and they're doing it indirectly. And, and, and as I'm going to show you, the United States, the European Union, and in fact, the Western world are effectively working with, cooperating with, and supporting the Palestinian terrorists that are right now conducting a murderous campaign against Israeli Jews. And hard to believe? Mm. Listen up. You know, I read there was there was an article <clears throat> this week in the in the Jerusalem Post with Carolyn Glick in her in, in this article in her column. She highlighted a study that was published last November in the Mosaic Online Journal, it, and it was by uh, Shalem College's Daniel Polisar. And and the studies show that today, what what is today's kind of fashionable characterization of the Palestinian murderers and the would-be murderers, characterizing them as lone wolves being incited by the Palestinian media. Well, this study shows that, that, that this, this characterization is both wrong and unhelpful. What, what, what Polisar did was he studied the Palestinian public opinion data from surveys that were conducted by four independent research groups over the past 25 years. We're talking a long-term study here. And, and his data exposed three key aspects to Palestinian positions about Israel <clears throat> that all bear directly on the current Palestinian terrorist offensive. This terrorist offensive, by the way, we've seen just yesterday a young woman died of her wounds from, from an attack two days ago when, it, when a young Palestinian entered, entered a, a, a small supermarket with bombs, stabbed two women, attempted to place the bombs, and was killed. It, it's a week after, on one day, a, a young Palestinian murderer, terrorist, walked into, in, into the house of a, of a, of a young mother and, and murdered her, stabbed her to death in front of her young children. The only thing that stopped this murderer from also murdering the woman's children was that the woman, as she was dying, held on tightly to the knife so that so that the murderer, the teenage murderer, could not pull the knife out of her and use it to kill her children. The day after, a young pregnant woman was stabbed. Fortunately, she survived, as did her baby, in another part of Israel. So on and on and on and on and and. And all along the way, in all of these incidents, all these events that are pretty much a daily basis here in Israel, the media, even the government, tends to characterize the the terrorist as as, as a lone wolf. So he's he's not a, not connected to any organization, and 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 it's the incitement in the media 
of the that 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 goes forth in the Palestinian Authority, the educational system, the TV, the radio, the newspapers that incites these individuals into these acts of terror. Well, according to the to, to the facts that were uncovered in this study, wrong and unhelpful. The um, the um, the his first finding in this study is that throughout most of the past quarter century a solid majority of Palestinians have indeed supported terrorism against Israelis. We're talking that this is a societal value in Palestinian society. In general, the man on the street supports, thinks is a good thing, the attempt and the successful attempts to murder and maim Israeli Jews. Moreover, they, they, they believe the Palestinian public, this, this, is a, this is an accepted view in Palestinian society. The more murderous the attack, the more it's supported. So finding number two was that the vast majority of Palestinians hate Israelis, and they believe that the Jews have no right to the land of Israel. And therefore, <clears throat> our state, Israel, the Jewish state, has no right to exist. This is, this is, again, this is a norm. This is the accepted opinion in Palestinian society. So if you take these two factors together, these first two insights, they lead to one clear conclusion about the nature of this current Palestinian terrorism campaign against, against Israelis, what we're experiencing today on a day-to-day basis. As Polisar explained, they show that this campaign is not being carried out by the so-called lone wolves who have been incited by Palestinian Authority propaganda. Rather, this propaganda, this 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 propaganda, it, it's they they got the uh, they got the the, the 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 cart coming before the horse. The tail is wagging the dog. The lone wolves are not being incited by the Palestinian propaganda necessarily. Rather, the propaganda itself reflects the murderous hatred that the the vast majority of Palestinians feel towards Israelis and Israel. It is merely an expression of, of 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 the current and long-term attitude, feelings, and values in Palestinian society. The, the Palestinian terrorist murderers may not officially be members of recognized terror groups. No, no. But they are also, they, what they are, is they are clearly the loyal representatives of their terror-supporting society. That's what they are. They are, they are taking up the mantle of of the of the belief of the values of the Palestinian society and and, and 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 indeed they are waving the flag of the current Palestinian leadership and the man on the street the society so peace talks in this climate i don't think so Marty Roberts here, The Marty Roberts Show. We're staying real, keeping it real in Israel. We are, we are broadcasting live, recorded here in Israel. And, and the show, in case you don't know, 
is uh, is hosted on the website martyrobertsblog.com. We urge you to go there. You can l- listen to all. We, we've got like we've got twelve plus years of shows archived there. They're all there for your perusal, for your enjoyment. These uh, and there are very very many useful, easy, convenient tools for sharing your joy of listening to the Marty Roberts Show on the martyrobertsblog.com website. You just click on button. Please do share with your friends. There's a, there's a certain degree of advertising in which it would be beneficial for you to click upon. And, uh, of course, there are the uh, ever-present donate buttons, which allow you to help me out financially, help keep this, this ship afloat here in currently very, very wet Israel, we've had like, wow, down here in the Negev Desert, we've had like almost six inches of rain over the past several days here. So visit the website, martyrobertsblog.com, and share, 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 Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, you name it, it's there, please do it. So the the third, and maybe the most significant insight of this of, of Polisar study is that 25 years of survey data make it clear that what most Palestinians believe that terrorism pays and guess what they're right it does it does so largely under pressure of the United States and the and the European Union not to mention world opinion Israel has over the past quarter century 25 years has been pretty much forced to make concession after concession to the Palestinians, always under the threat and reality of terrorism and with nothing in return, except for more murders, more attempted murders, more maimings. The uh, Israel, time after time, time after time, pressure, severe pressure, the United States, the United Nations, the European Union, Prisoner releases, uh, recently actual murderers. There's always, well, we'll release these prisoners, but, but they don't have blood on their hands. Well, now that's off the table. Even blood on their hands. Prisoners released. Building freezes. The, the Israeli government agrees for as long as a year to stop building in the, in the beautiful Jewish communities here in Israel. Uh, time after time, short building freezes. We won't build in East Jerusalem. We won't build here. We won't build in the Shomron. We stop. Nothing. Removal of, of, those, of those annoying security checkpoints where the Israeli army, day in and day out, uncover bombs, knives, weapons. Day in, day out. But no, they make it, they make it too hard for the, for the poor Palestinian workers to travel, to get from from here to there. So uh, we better take down some of these annoying security checkpoints and on and on and on and on. Concession after concession. Nothing. Nothing in return from the Palestinian Authority. And for the for the past many years, not even a return to the to the uh, to the sham of negotiations. No return to the peace table even, let alone concessions in return. Nothing in return. What do we get? What does Israel get in return for these concessions, for these for these confidence building measures that are that are squeezed out of us by the European Union, by the United States of America? Terrorism. More terrorism. More why? Because the Palestinian people see it's clear that that 
<laughs> that that Israel can be forced to make concessions. The terrorism actually squeezes out concession after concession, goodwill gesture after goodwill gesture. And and guess what? They, the Palestinians, don't have to give up a darn thing. So, conclusion, obviously, terrorism works. So, the fact that Israeli concessions to the Palestinians have strengthened their conviction that terrorism pays, rather than convince them to make peace, shows what? That all concessions in the face of terrorism are dangerous. You know, QED, as we say in a, in a ge- geometry proof, you know. Therefore, if concessions in the face of terrorism are dangerous, we should not do that. And if we do do that, we are reinforcing the behavior under pressure of the United States European Union. We are reinforcing terrorism. Terrorism pays. It makes good things happen for you, the terrorists. So we will keep doing it. Duh. On the so while the majority of Israelis, yeah, we've learned this lesson. And so what have we done? Time after time, we've elected governments that oppose this appeasement, these, these unrewarded concessions that encourage terrorism. But the Palestinians have learned that, that the fact of the matter is that the Israeli public does not have the final word on whether or not they, they, the Palestinians, will be rewarded for their crimes against humanity. In fact, there are other forces that come to bear other than the democratically elected Israeli government. So, so we have a situation where, by their pressure on Israel for concessions, for giving in, for crumbling in the face of terror, the, the, the United States, the European Union, and the West are actually cooperating with and working with the Palestinian terrorists against Israel. So the Palestinians believe that Israel is dependent upon Western goodwill. So, So to the extent that the West pressures Israel to surrender to the Palestinian demands, the United States and the European Union are effectively working hand in glove with Palestinian terrorists and prove that they are right. Yeah, they're doing the right thing to forward their aims, their goals, by they're doing the right thing to murder mothers in their homes in front of their children. And, you know, sadly, yeah, sadly, uh, you know, I'm laughing, hee, 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 with, with tears flowing. The plain fact of the matter is, they're right. Yeah. They're right. For the past generation, the Palestinians have only benefited from killing Israelis through terrorism. <laughs> you know, th- th- that's right. That's the fact. Those are the, the facts on the ground. Concessions given to them by the, by the Israelis, the, the absence of condemnation by the Western governments and the press and, and, and the seemingly endless, non-stop condemnation of Israel. But by, by, the, by the United States, by, by, by Europe, by the United Nations, you know, on and on. 
And, and it continues. The terrorism is rewarded, absolutely, without question. Yes, I'm already standing on the ground. Whoa. I mean, look, 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 at, look at recent events, right? Start with the uh, United States Ambassador Dan Shapiro's speech before the Institute of National Security Studies last Monday, which also happened to be the day after that 15-year-old Palestinian murdered the, the, the young Jewish nurse and mother of six. The, 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 uh, the event that I was talking about earlier where, where, where he murdered her in, in her home right in front of her young children and, and, and our, the speech that was given by the U.S. ambassador the day after that attack, and, and it, was, it was mere hours after that other Palestinian stabbed the, the other Jewish mother in the later stages of, of pregnancy that, that, that I also mentioned earlier. And what happened? What did he do in his speech? <laughs> really, like, come on. The U.S. ambassador essentially told the Palestinians that America blames Israel for the barbarism of the Palestinians. Yeah, he, he, in his remarks, Shapiro accused Israel of, uh, <clears throat> of institutional racism in Judea and Samaria. He was, he was saying, oh, Israel, they have two sets of laws. They have, they have separate laws. One for the Palestinians that, that, is, that is harsh and, and, and unfair and, 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 and wrong. And then they have the other, turn your head the other way, ignore Israeli crimes and acts of terrorism, which, you know, by the way, you know, no way, no how. You know, nobody comes down harder on their own than we Israelis do here. We, we don't have different laws for, for, the, for the Palestinians and for the Israelis. Absolutely wrong. So all that, all that these uh, extremely ill-timed remarks by the U.S. Ambassador Dan Shapiro's speech did was, uh, was take the Palestinian murderers off the hook, t- took away all responsibility for their, for their murderous acts of, of terrorism. Uh, inconscionable inconscionable but another example you know once again the here the united states supporting cooperating with palestinian terrorism and you know in in shapiro's remarks and in his slanderous accusations against Israel. He, he, he was no lone wolf here either. He, what he was doing basically was, was channeling and escalating his boss, the Secretary of State John Kerry's own anti-Israel libel from two years ago. We talked about that in a, in a previous show. Check it out at the website, martyrrobertsblog.com. You'll see a show specifically about, about John Kerry, his policy, his statements uh, against Israel. I, I think you'll find it uh, enlightening. In, in early 2014, and this is just, the, just the, uh, a recent, a recent uh, occurrence following a long stream of such remarks and events, but in, in 2014, Kerry alleged that that if Israel didn't cough up Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem soon, <clears throat> that Israel risked becoming a criminal apartheid state. 
in the future. You know, more, more, more baloney, man. I mean, <laughs> unkosher baloney. The so so Shapiro by falsely alleging that Israel uses one lenient set of laws against Israelis and another iron-fisted law against the Palestinians, he, Shapiro, gave substance to carry the Secretary of State's two-year-old assault. And in claiming that this state of affairs exists today, what? He transformed Kerry's incendiary claim of an apartheid future into a, a fact on the ground. Effectively, effectively creating a rap sheet for Israel's current imaginary crimes and offenses. You know, sickening. And, and again, you know, timing immediately after murderous terror attacks, and and also just as the Council of Europe announced that it was firming up its rules for labeling Jewish-made products from Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem, and published a document on its plans for handling that that fantasy, that, that pipe dream, that non-existent entity called the Middle East peace process. So, it, I mean, it's a, it's a, is this not a coordinated campaign? I mean, both the, the European Union's announcement about labeling Jewish products and its document about the, the non-existent Middle East peace process made no mention whatsoever of terrorism. You know, fine. And it goes, it goes, it's, it's just on the agenda for the day. And, and, and as far as the Europeans are concerned, what? The only side preventing peace is Israel. Terrorism has nothing to do with it. No willingness to come to the peace table. Nothing to do with it. Murdering innocent civilians by Palestinians. No, that's got nothing to do. That's not preventing peace. It's only Israel. And so, so what? The, to, to, to bring peace, the solution, the European Union solution, is to call for the Jewish state itself to be treated the same way that the European Union states treat their Jews in Europe. And how is that? Single them out. Single us out. For, for what? Single us out for, for discrimination, abuse, and insult. That's the, way, that's the way my Jewish friends now are being treated in Europe. And this is the way that Europe feels, decides, mandates that by treating Israel this way, peace cannot be far behind. I doubt it. So, so what is the message from the United States and the European Union to the Palestinians, as if I need to spell it out, you know, the message is they should keep up their attacks. Israel will be hard-pressed to launch an effective counterattack with the Americans and the Europeans breathing down its neck, demanding concessions. So, hey, keep up the good work. So, how about America and Europe's simultaneous message to Israel? Well, if possible, even worse. Because the, the, what it does, it makes it crystal clear that, that Israel is facing a coordinated U.S.-led political offensive against Israel. 
and 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 this alongside the ongoing murderous terrorist assault against Israel by the Palestinians the the uh, ambassador Shapiro's speech the European Union's product labeling campaign and and the, the delusional peace process paper were accompanied by U.S. State Department spokesman James Kirby's condemnation of Israel's lawful land policies in the Jordan Valley. More, piling it on, and which was followed immediately, of course, by, by a similar condemnation by the United Nations Secretary General Ban Ki-moon, and a call by the Palestinian Authority, naturally, once again, crying, whining to the Security Council for a, a Security Council resolution against Israel. Bang, boom, bang, bang. Attack, attack, attack. The Palestinians with knives and guns and bombs and and the United States and the European Union with, with condemnations, speeches, and useless, meaningless documents. So, what is Israel supposed to do? How is Israel supposed to defend itself against this coordinated terrorist diplomatic onslaught? How can Israel keep the Americans and the Europeans at bay and at the same time deter the Palestinians from murdering its citizens beyond the the counter-terror measures that are already being carried out? Well, it's it's not an easy one, no doubt. But uh, I I just offer here Carolyn Glick in that same article. She suggests, and it makes sense, that that Israel act on three levels. So uh, with your permission, I will share them with you. She says, Carolyn Glick says, On the diplomatic front, the government needs to change the focus of its public diplomacy. <laughs> this this is a long-standing one. You know, we've been, we've been uh, jointly calling for this for for quite some time. The the Israeli government currently accepts the false claim that the Palestinian terrorist onslaught is being carried out by lone wolves. It, it's the government's public diplomacy is limited as a consequence of this of this assumption to condemning official Palestinian authority incitement. The uh, this line is is not only wrong; it's counterproductive. The the uh, in their public pronouncements, what our officials, the Israeli officials, should direct their remarks against is the Palestinian society as a whole, not just the incitement that's inciting these so-called lone wolves. The the the, <clears throat> the statements need to be directed against the the norms, the values, the people of Palestinian society that are sponsoring and creating these terrorist monsters and and, and at, at the same time the Israeli government needs to attack the radical left both in Israel and in the West that supports this society that seeks to annihilate Israel that that applauds barbarism and kills anyone who wishes to live at peace with Israel they're, they're also to blame here they're, they're not necessarily holding the knives and the guns but they are they are joined in the attack against Israel nonetheless in, in my in my show last Tuesday you, you can hear the show at website marryrobertsblog.com I talked about the findings 
of an undercover investigation of, of so-called human rights groups, NGOs, that was broadcast on, uh, on Israel Channel 2's investigative news magazine, Uvda, two weeks ago. And, and in that, that, in that investigation, which I talked about at, at some length last week, this investigation showed that, that senior human rights activists, Ezra Nawi from Ta'ayush and Nasser Nawaja from B'Tselem, it shows them plotting to turn over to the Palestinian security forces a Palestinian who wished to do nothing more than sell land to Jews. Nawaja and Nawi acted with the full knowledge that, that this Palestinian they were turning over to their leadership would be tortured and killed. They, they basically sentenced this man, this innocent man, trying to sell land to Jews, to death. Well, well by, by publicizing this, by, by showing what is going on, how evil, how horrible this, uh, these, these foreign-supported NGOs in Israel, these organizations, what they were doing, how bad it was, this, this unbridled, hateful, murderous left here, by, uh, by, by publicizing this, uh, uh, the next day, Wednesday, a storm erupted in England because, because the, 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 the British newspaper, The Sun, published this story. And, and, and it led to a, to a storm over there. People didn't like it, believe it or not. In a heated debate in the British Parliament, the lawmakers demanded to know why the government, why the British government was funding B'Tselem with taxpayer funds. This organization whose members were causing the murder of innocent Palestinians. In other words, the lawmakers showed that, that a policy of exposing the barbarism of Palestinian society and the fanaticism of its Western supporters is effective. And, and we need to be doing more of it, and our government needs to be doing it as well. Not day in, day out, declaiming the, uh, the lone wolf terrorists incited by the Palestinian media. The second area where the Israeli government needs to act is in, is in her settlement policies. And, and uh, we, we know it's obvious. It, it, it will be difficult for Israel to face down the Obama administration once again and, and to respect Jewish property rights, yeah, rights in Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem in the coming year. Nothing, absolutely nothing. No one said it's going to be easy, but nothing is stopping the Israeli government from destroying the illegal European Union financed Palestinian construction in Area C. <laughs> Area under, they're not allowed to build there. And, and, and we, we, the Israeli government can only focus on, on so called illegal Jewish construction. They need to destroy the illegally built structures built by the Palestinians and funded by the European Union and others. They gotta do it. The the government needs to act forcefully to remove all of the EU constructed illegal Palestinian settlements in Area C of Judea and Samaria. And 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 by the way, the place that the government needs to begin demolition is at the illegal Palestinian settlement 
outside of, of, of Jewish national heritage site, Susia, which is just kilometers from where Daphne Meir was murdered in front of her children in the Jewish community of Otniel. That, that's, by the way, that's, that's the place where, where the, uh, the, the expose on Uvda showed that, that the, the guy, the Palestinian, that was turned over to be killed by the Palestinian Authority, it was, it was right there that he was going to be selling some land to Jews. The, because look, the dual purpose of that right there in, outside of Susia, that specific EU-financed illegal building project is to threaten the Israeli communities of Susia and Mitzpah Yair and deny the historic significance of the ancient Jewish city of Susia. If, if you visit it there, they, they got the they've got the the archaeological excavations of the of the wine presses there and, and the grain the grain mills and and it's a it, it's it's a, a national heritage historic site there. A lot of beautiful Jews live there and in, in some surrounding communities and, and by the European Union coming and funding Palestinians building illegal structures around there, they, they effectively strangle and, and choke off the natural, the, nat- the natural growth of this beautiful and valuable Jewish community. So, so by destroying this, this squatter community, they will not only stop that, but will also send a, a very potent message to the Palestinians as well as, as to, their, to their Western abettors. Needs to be done. So at the same time as destroying the illegal Palestinian construction, the, the government needs to speed up the pace of building new Israeli communities across the, the armistice line, the, the so-called green line across there from Susia in the northern Negev around the Israeli city of Arad on state lands being threatened by the EU-supported Bedouin, who are also working in coordination with the Palestinian squatters in the South Hebron Hills. They got, they got the European Union is paying the Bedouin here to, to keep building illegal community after illegal community, again, to break up the continuity of the Jewish communities, to, to, to squash, to strangle the expansion of our communities both inside and outside of pre-1967 Israel. And that, that needs to be stopped. It just needs to, to, to the, the building, the illegal building needs to be stopped. And the legal building, the Jewish building on the Israeli side needs to be, in fact, accelerated and not today not tomorrow but yesterday the uh, the final thing that israel needs to do in, in the face of the uh, of the palestinian terrorisms supported by the western political warfare has to do with aliyah immigration to israel and and uh, and the the fact that israel is succeeding where the the European governments are failing, it's a, that that is in taking care of their Jews. They're a, it's not enough for Israel just to call for the Jews of France and the and and the and the rest of Western Europe to make Aliyah. That's working. They're coming. Over the past two years, <clears throat> Aliyah from Western Europe has reached all-time heights. That, that that's they're coming. But uh, but as, as the governments that single out the Jewish state for abuse 
prove on a daily basis that they can't protect their Jewish citizens and, and in fact, attacks and, 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 and just violent, virulent anti-Semitism is, is rearing its ugly head day in and day out in, in Europe against the European Jews. And so, so in response, more and more of these European Jews are heeding the call and, and moving to Israel. So uh, successful absorption of these Jews that are coming from Europe and, and indeed from North America has to, it must be, an ongoing priority of, of Israel's government. And, and in fact, one of the things that actually, uh, we've actually done something concrete here. A, 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 the government approved a, a new law to make it easier for dentists coming from uh, from from other countries, experienced dentists, to to become licensed in Israel, it's been a problem. It's it's been a problem for uh, for medical for health professionals coming to Israel, migrating, making Aliyah to Israel to maintain their profession as doctors, uh, lawyers, nurses, dentists, and because the uh, look, there's a there's a certain a short term economic interest by the Israeli professional societies to to protect our own. You know, because we get you get lot. You know, it's a, it's a market. We have a free market here. You get lots of newly and new licensed professionals here, and uh, you know the, uh, the the consumer dollar shekel becomes uh, spread ever more thinly. But but on the other hand, we need to encourage these quality people to come here, and and ultimately it will benefit our society, it will benefit our economy, and of course it will benefit Jews worldwide. So. So they just uh, they, they passed a law this week that that, that said that a dentist with I think seven years of experience to, would, would be exempt from uh, from taking the the exam here, which, which uh, <laughs> you know, it's a tough exam, and, and it doesn't mean that you're not a bad dentist if you failed the exam as a new Olez, a new immigrant to Israel, because the test is in Hebrew. And, you know, I, I can tell you from experience, when I came as a dentist, I, I didn't have to take the test because dentists from the United States were exempt. So I, I, I got a license just by, uh, by paying the fee. But uh, since they instituted these tests in Hebrew, and a, and a good dentist could have a hard time passing it simply because of the language barrier. Because, hey, it takes time to learn the language, to learn a foreign language. There's a... Uh, you know that's just the way it is. So, uh, so the barriers are coming down, and and the government needs to make an even more focused, a more intense effort towards uh, making it easier, making to to come here, to come home from Europe, from North America, and 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 and, and in fact, in fact, realize, actualize the dream, the Jewish dream. The uh, coming home, the ingathering of the exiles, the kibbutz galiot of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. So look, you know, it's it's hard. It's 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 tough to hear. I know. It's uh, <laughs> look. No, no one said it's going to be easy. But you know, the facts are the facts. You can't change it. You can't you can't deny it. Israel is under a coordinated assault by the Palestinians who hate us and the Europeans and the Americans who are hostile to us. We need to exercise all of our options to deal with this assault, however less than optimal they they might be. Israel, we have the ability to stave off the onslaught of the White House and the, and the European Union, and maybe, just maybe, while continuing to protect 
her citizens from bodily harm, the Israeli government can also begin to prove to the Palestinians that, that their faith in terrorism is no longer justified. Just maybe. I don't know. Visit the website, martyrobertsblog.com. Share, share, share. Donate. Support us. Enjoy. And uh, until next time, Marty Roberts in Israel. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.